Welcome to another episode of The Unexpected Detour, wherein life detours are inevitable. I am your host, Frances Hammond, and thank you for joining. What you're about to hear is my experience with men. Yes, men. Things that I've experienced, things that I could have walked away from, and things that I knew better about. And I am sure if you're a woman, you might have experienced these things, and if you're a man, vice versa. So what I'm about to talk about, I hope it will help, heal, and make you see that things are not always what they seem. Is obedience better than sacrifice? Whatever truth we feel compelled to withhold, no matter how unthinkable it is to imagine ourselves telling it, not to is a way of spiritually holding our breath. You can only do it but for so long. Mark Nepo. Since my healing began, I returned to a place where I found peace. The place where I could have my private conversations with the one who knew me best. He never left me, but I love him. At times, I would hear his voice whispering in my ear, not to do something, but out of hurt and anger, I became the disobedient child. Funny how he spoke so clearly to me my cons on consistency, and I chose to do things my way. In 1 Samuel 15.22, there is a verse which reads, Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's not the whole verse, that's part of it. I took the words lightly and never gave the words a second thought. I figured that God is forgiven. God, so if I prayed, he would forgive me. As I would learn later in my life, every wrong decision that I would make came with consequences. I lived the life I wanted, doing what I wanted, never knowing whose words would come back to bite me and bite me hard. My choices left me an emotional hot mess. Dating the wrong men was truly an emotional roller coaster ride that I decided to go on, realizing, not realizing the effects of the toxic relationships. Anything or anyone that asks you to be other than yourself is not holy, but is trying only to fill its own need, Mark Nepo. I married a man because I was tired of living in my mother's house, and he was tired of living in his family's house. So only after six months of dating, we got married, and what a big mistake. He professed to know God, to love him, but after the marriage, it was all a lie. He wanted nothing to do with God or church. He wanted nothing to do with my child. This was a marriage doomed to fail because it was not God's will, nor did I receive the blessings from my family. Again, in this instance, I was disobedient. Mm. This guy would become my worst nightmare when every time the police would have to come to this house due to domestic violence. Mind you, 
I lived in my mother's house with this man and my child. So my child had to see this. And I really felt bad. But the last altercation, I had had enough. I became a fighter. I was going to fight for my life because I just got tired. And thank God for the neighbors who lived on my floor because they got me off of him. And when my mother came home and she found about this situation, he was asked to leave the premises. Five years later passed, and I met a well-dressed man who happened to work in the same building my office was in. The warning signs were there, but I ignored them. I was informed that he was married, but I didn't believe the person that was telling me this because the person was holding some animosity towards me. So I figured, huh, they just said it just to be saying it. Lo and behold, did I not only find out that truth later on, but when I asked him, this is his words to me. Oh, I'm not married. I'm just living with a roommate who happens to have two children. And I'm like, you sure they're not your children? And he was like, no, they're not my kids. Those are her two kids. Lo and behold, come to find out, yes, they were his two children. And yes, he was married. Although I was apprehensive, believe it or not, I was foolish enough to continue in a situationship with someone who was lying. And then after a while, things only got heated. I mean, really heated. Heated to a point where I encountered this wife. And that's when I knew. Now, mind you, I had, had, I had met his mother and I had met his sister. And I recall calling his mother on the phone and telling her, and then she calling him to tell him to get the chick out of there. The young lady broke my peephole to my door because she was pissed. So he was lying to both people. Isn't that typical? <clears throat> lying to me and lying to her. He didn't want to be with her, but yet know you live with her. And as Stephen Speaks says, if you're separated, you're still married, especially when you're living in the same house. You're still married to these people. But me being a fool, I just knew I was onto something. And then I recall one day when, my, when I first met this man and my mother, she said to me, listen, young lady, if a man cannot give you his phone number, introduce you to his family, and introduce you to his children at first meeting him and you've been dating him for two months, something is wrong. And he's either married or he's living with someone. And absolutely, she was correct. But I continued, I continued, and I continued. And then after a while, I asked a question that came to my head. The more the temperature rose, and the more I began to open my eyes and see, I asked this one question, and I asked him, why didn't you tell me the truth and give me the opportunity to say, if I wanted to continue seeing you and not making up the decision for yourself? 
That would have been the appropriate thing to do. You know why? Because had I been given that option, the answer would have been no. But I never had that option. Even though I knew what was going on, I never had the option. I just kept going. And eventually, God let it end. And I'll tell you, he let it end in 2000 when my mother died. That's when it stopped. When my mother died and this guy thought it was all about him. And I'll never forget him approaching me and saying, well, what, what, what's wrong with you? This is all about, this is not all about you, but yes, it was. You weren't related to me. You weren't my husband. That was my mother. And in that, that ended. It ended right then and there when I saw how selfish this person was. So the relationship ended and I was good. We waste so much time and energy trying to cover up who we are when beneath every attitude is the want to be loved and beneath every anger is a wound to be healed and beneath every sadness is the fear that there will not be enough time. Mark Nepo. I spent the next seven years in a place of peace, in a place enjoying my time with God, spending time with my son, which he always was first. I decided I wanted to be the best version of me, and I decided it was time that I followed through and wait on God to send me the mate that he wanted for me. So I thought. Seven years had gone by, and I ran into this guy who was a smooth talker, who I would later discover he too was keeping secrets. God said, no, that is not the one I have for you. Again, I was disobedient and got involved with a man who played the sympathy card about his home life. Yes, he had a pity party, mind you, on the first date. And he complained about his family life, his home life. And I began to feel sorry, sorry for this guy, not realizing later that the situation shift this was his motive of operation on pulling women into his web of lies and deceit. Everything always starts out good. But as time went on, I questioned myself about this guy. He would have thought, you would have thought that if I had a second guess, I would have walked away, but did not. And what a big mistake. I was treated with the most disrespect, okay? Never been treated like that before. Even though the other ones were who they were, I was disrespected, lied to, selfishness by an inconsiderate man who only cared about himself and his feelings. And that was what it was, a relationship all about him, nobody else. I will never forget when I would text him and never get a response for days. And then he would tell me he never received the taxes. And I'm like, really? You never received them? The unanswered phone calls, the excuses, and the phrase that all men cheat. Then the stories about 
other women he would compare me to that he used to date prior to me. The times he would say he was going out to visit friends when they would always be women. At times we would go out in public, never hold hands, and he would pretend like we were not together. Oh, and the best phrase, you'll never find a man like me. Bullshit. I, had, I said, do not fool yourself, buddy. You know, they're like men are like buses, just like women. They keep coming. Whichever bus I step on, it'll be the right one. Hmm. Damn. Why was I dealing with this shit? He was a creature of habit, I can tell you that. I could have walked away. I had every opportunity, nothing to lose, but I stayed and wasted precious time. God in all his glory, praise God, ended, ended this for me. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, yes, breast cancer, that was a big turnoff for him, to have to be around a woman who was sick. Big turnoff, but in disguise, it was a blessing because I was able to go through my journey all alone and I was able to heal and I was able to overcome the struggle. I didn't have stress of a relationship. I didn't have to worry anymore about, is this guy going to cheat today, tomorrow, whatever. It was just peaceful. And then one day, even before we all, right before we broke up, I asked him this question. I said to him, let me ask you a question. Do you use the same line on every woman you meet? His response was yes. And that is when I knew I was being used, not more than just sex, but for playing house and fixing meals. Isn't that something? It was a big joke to him. I was a joke. Everything was a joke. I meant nothing to this guy. And so for the ladies out there, if you've been in a relationship like this, where you mean nothing, or men, where you mean nothing, I'm telling you, pay attention to the warning signs. Life is a funny thing. We only get so many years to live it. So we have to do everything we can to make sure those years are as full as they can be. We shouldn't waste time on things that might not might happen someday or maybe even never. Colleen Hover. It's five years since dating that last gentleman, the rude and inconsiderate one. And I was able to deal with the breast cancer. I was able to start my blog, write my podcast, focus on me and my relationship with God, as well as I said, spend time with my son, friends, and family. But in my heart, I wanted a mate. I wanted to be in a marriage ordained by God. Daily, I would have a conversation with God about my circumstances. Was I being annoying or should I have just been quiet and said, just prayed and not worried? But I didn't because I'm human. So I prayed and I worried because I wanted companionship just like everybody else. And I didn't want to settle for just any old body or any old thing. 
because loving God was the most important thing to me. And for a man to love God, that was important to me as well. And I mean, not like superficially, but to really love him, know him, have that relationship with him. That was important. So recently, I tried date online dating and came across men who did not want anything but casual friendship, or should I say friends with benefit. Then one guy liked my profile and sent me a message, but it took me a while to respond. When I did respond, we communicated by phone or duo, and the conversation was impressive, I might say. I enjoyed, I enjoyed conversating with him. And it was truly a blessing. But after a while, when I would text and never receive a response or calling me back became an issue when he said he would call back, it just set off some triggers. Those memories from that earlier guy. I was livid and had to question God. Why me again? This is when... I knew I needed to heal because the damage and hurt that I went through previously was like Pigpen walking around with this dirt that followed him. I had to free myself. So I sought help and I'm extremely happy that I made the right decision so that I can be restored to wholeness. As I began healing inside, I felt extremely embarrassed by my, by my behavior towards the guy I met online. Never seen this guy. Only conversations now. Only texts. But the texts could be a little bit mean, I must say, and I will confess. Some of the texts and the words I would say, it wasn't necessary. But I was taking it out on the wrong person. So I felt the heaviness that came on me. I mean, a heaviness where God was speaking to me and telling me that gentleman didn't deserve what you gave to him. He didn't hurt you. So why are you treating him that way? That is the wrong person. And for days, it bothered me. And one day, here we go, the email. Email is amazing. Email is amazing. One night I was lying in the bed and I have a friend. She's a prophetess. She sent me an email. And in the email, it said, Francis, life will get better when you follow me. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That was a confirmation. And the next day, I sent the guy a message to apologize for my behavior. Funny. Although I have and may never meet this guy, my mind is at peace. I knew that I had to be obedient to his word and would not, and would you not? I knew I had to be too obedient to his word and would be able to release the baggage of forgiveness and learn to be obedient. Last quote, the further I wake into life, the more I realize that God is everywhere and the extraordinary is waiting quietly beneath the skin of all that is ordinary. Light is in both the broken bottle 
and the diamond, and music is in both the flowing violin and the water dripping from the drainage pipe. Yes, God is under the porch as well as on top of the mountain, and joy is in both the front row and the bleachers, if you are willing to be where we are. Mark Nepo. Now I'm going to end this like this. After going through all of those situationships, feeling, being with somebody else's mate is not a real good feeling. I felt conviction quite often. Quite often. I was convicted. I was ashamed of what I was doing because in my mind, I knew it wasn't right because I put myself on the other side of the fence saying, if it were me, would I want somebody to do that to me? No. And that's what kept egging me. And the more it egged me, the more life became difficult for me because here I had instructions to be obedient, but I was being me, disobedient. Here I was thinking or knowing that God will forgive me. So I took advantage of the fact that, okay, I have done something, so I'm going to be forgiven. But each time I would do something, yes, I was forgiven, but it seemed like things just got harder and harder for me. And although many of you may not believe in God, he does exist. If you just seek him out, he is real. You can call the creator, Allah, whatever. He's a spirit and he's real. And I am saying this because you need to hear it. So for those of us who think that sex is fine, it's not fine if you're not married. And that I'm beginning to realize. And that is what I realized with dealing with these married men. Sex was not fine because sex was not made for that. Sex was made for married people to love each other. The emotions that you get from having sex with a person that's not your husband or your wife is not real. It's not real. And it's not the same feeling you would get from your mate that you are married to, the mate that God has sent your way. That is a difference. And that is when I woke up and I realized that those situationships, they were not ordained by God, even the one I was married to. The sex was not what it was supposed to be because that one, the married one, that was an abusive relationship. The other ones, it was just something to do for them. Them having a good time. So I have resigned from all those things. And I said, you know, I have to straighten it up. I want to be blessed. And for me to be blessed, I had to get it right with God. So I have I've decided that is fine. I will still keep talking about my life, my journeys, but this was something that was heavy on my heart, heavy on my mind. So the next person that I deal with, because I know God does not, he didn't create us to be alone. But within that lonely time and that alone time, he created us to discover who we are. 
to love ourselves, to embrace ourselves, to forgive ourselves for anything and everything that we have done in life. And I know after all of that is said and done, and you embrace what you have done and you've forgiven yourself and you love yourself and you know that you can be loved, God will bless you with that mate. Thank you for listening. Have a good evening.